0: This is Tim Tap, the ever so humble and mostly peaceful host of Tap into the Truth that you can hear right here. K Star ZMA and the Vera Network.
1: Command codes verified.
2: USA is in a crucial thing? Because of foreign wars we wage it's more to do with the colors blue and red
3: Too many laws and too much government Can you tell me where the Constitution went? The Bill of Rights is just hanging by a thread So many people try to cross the border
2: Songs. They say you're
3: safe, But they don't make sense Dangerous funds will not turn them the guts All the food gets always ask me.
0: Welcome to today's broadcast of Tapping to the Truth. Hope you're having a fantastic day, wherever you are and whatever you may be doing. With all the usual caveats, of course. With you, as always, I am your ever-so-humble and mostly peaceful host, Tim Tap, Coming to you live from historic Rome County, Tennessee. And we are live tonight. It is Friday. And if you are listening on WCED in Columbia, South Carolina, if you're listening on the thelastfrequency.com, if you're listening on the Vera Network, if you are listening on the K-Star Talk Radio Network, or if you're listening on ZMA Radio, thank you so much for being here live, taking the time to tune in, and I hope you'll stay with us for the full ride. Looks like it should be an interesting ride tonight, as we are scheduled To be joined by Dr. Daniel Haller, M.D., we're going to be talking about the No Surprises Act and why he, as a physician, has filed a lawsuit against it. Uh, A little bit later, we'll be talking uh, talking with Dr. Carol Lieberman, and we'll be discussing the ins and outs of the psychological secrets that may be revealed from the Nashville Shooters Manifesto, presuming we ever get to find out what's in it. And then, in the second hour, we are scheduled to be joined by one of the heavy hitters in conservative talk radio. She is a firebrand. She is a voice that you know all too well. No matter how you feel about Fox right now, you have definitely listened to Judge Janine Pirro. She's scheduled to join us uh, talking about her brand-new book, Crimes Against America. I got to peeking at uh, the schedule, and, and the last time she was on— It's been nearly three years, not quite, but almost, and I'm thinking to myself, why can we not get Judge Janine on more frequently? Uh, Definitely uh, worthwhile. So we'll definitely be looking into uh, what should be a very good evening. All right, so before we get into any topics whatsoever, I definitely want to talk to you a little bit about one of tonight's sponsors. We'll start right off, right out the gate, talking about Four Patriots. After all, 4Patriot is our first flagship sponsor. They are still uh, growing the relationship there, and I want to thank you guys for that because I actually was on a call with Eric over at 4Patriots earlier this week, and we were discussing about strengthening the partnership and doing some new things and – that's not because of anything i'm doing it's because of you guys you you hear me promote it you're using the links from the show you're using uh the promo code from the show and it's letting them know that you guys are not just making these purchases to be prepared but that you're doing it utilizing the codes available from here so Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. It means a lot to me. I can't take any of that credit. That's all on you guys. And I want you to continue to do exactly that. No reason to stop, if you know what I mean. All right, let's uh, get started before we uh, move on to our first guest, which is just a few moments away. Let's take a look at what is clearly and easily uh, the – most important news story of the day, even though uh, the left and the media are going to try to downplay it and act like, oh, this is all the Republicans being very bad. Oh, they're so bad. They're, they've they got a gun to the heads of the American public. You see, obviously, you know what I'm going to talk about. The debt ceiling talks, they kind of were put on pause this afternoon and today being Friday, of course, because the Republican negotiators, they walked out. They're like, no. Nah, Nah, nothing's happening here. Now, they came out. They said that the White House was making unreasonable demands. Now, I have a feeling I should like do a Deadpool sarcastic shock look, but that doesn't work so great on radio. So I'll just go, oh my, say it's not so. Anyway, Republican Representative Garrett Greaves, a guy who was tapped to lead the negotiations on behalf of the Republican Party, he was quoted as saying – Until people are willing to have reasonable conversations about how you can actually move forward and do the right thing, then we're not going to sit here and talk to ourselves. We've decided to press pause because it's just not productive. Then he also added that he doesn't know if the talks will resume over the weekend. One would think that the Democrats might make an effort because it's all for show anyway. We had a series of the more progressive Democrats in the Senate uh, send a letter to Joe Biden saying, no, don't negotiate. Just use the 14th Amendment. Well, I've got a spoiler alert for you, you crazy Democrats. The 14th Amendment does not allow you to go and take on new debt in order to try to pay off the interest on the old debt. It does say that all of the debt of the United States of America is actual, true, and real debt. It does. It says that the United States of America should pay it if it's at all possible. It does. But the Constitution also says, much earlier than the 14th Amendment, I might add, the Constitution says that it's the House of Representatives that initiates and determines how much money can be spent and therefore how much debt can be incurred. So if the House of Representatives says, we're not giving you the legal authority to raise the debt ceiling again, and nobody is wiping away the debt ceiling, the House has every right to say, okay, no more debt. And yes, you still have to go pay the debt that's currently accrued. There is one and one way only that you can meet those payments. And that is something that not just the Democrats, but a lot of the Republicans are going to have a really hard time doing. They're not going to want to live up to it. It's called – wait for it – cutting spending. (gasps) Again, I did my – uh, sarcastic shock look from Deadpool, but it just doesn't work. And I've got Doug trying to hold his head together as it looks like it's about to explode. The sky is literally falling in Louisiana right now. Yeah, and that's the way the folks in D.C. would be acting if they were forced to do it, which is why they want to tell you this lie about pushing forward with the 14th Amendment and why they don't have to negotiate. They demand a clean bill. Well, how about this? How about you actually try being responsible, you know, fulfill your fiduciary responsibilities with the American taxpayer dollars? Because if you, and I know this is a crazy idea, but if you actually only spent money with what you're constitutionally permitted to do, because technically that's what's supposed to bind the federal government. Uh, All these other programs, if they're happening at all, should be happening at the state level or at the county level or if you're in a big enough city, good for you, maybe at the city level. But it shouldn't be happening at the federal level. There is no constitutional authority to do nearly nine-tenths of the minutiae. Uh, Substitute a a nastier word if you like, but I'm trying to not get the radio station any fines. Uh, If you were to get rid of that, most of the spending would take care of itself. The budget would get better than balanced. They could actually start cutting taxes, and they wouldn't have to whine about it. But, of course, that's not where we are at, ladies and gentlemen. The Democrats are posturing, and like I said, every time they look like they're going to try and play off the, well, okay, we'll negotiate now, and then the Democrats buck up, and they start to look like a cat that just got scared with their back arching up, and they're kind of half-pouncing away, uh, trying to look big and tough, but the whole time running away from an actual discussion about policy that might be good for America, they get concerned because they can't explain why the economy is going to be so bad so they're doing all this stuff because i honestly still believe that biden and all the other democrats at least at the federal level want a default so they can try to blame the coming economic pain that every american is going to be facing in the next little bit you know when we get to that point where I've been asking the question, how bad is bad enough that everybody will finally snap out? Once we get to that point where everybody, even the folks that typically vote Democrat, snap up out of this, they will in fact say, that's it, no more." The Democrats need a fall guy other than Joe Biden. Now, if that's the only one they got, they certainly are ready to move on to their next candidate. They don't necessarily want him running for reelection anyway, but at the same time… They much rather blame Kevin McCarthy and the Republicans, and what they really don't seem to understand, at least according to most of the polls that are conducted in a reasonable fashion that appear to be legitimate and are normally correct. I know there's not a whole lot of those polls out there, but most of those polls has the Republicans winning this argument. They want them to stand firm. They're tired of the federal government doing the one thing that – We as individuals are not allowed to do, which is just keep spending no matter how much money we actually have. Just keep spending. Just keep spending. There's a limit, a a literal debt limit in this case, that should have been imposed and should have been held much lower. And actually, we should have a convention of states and pass a constitutional amendment that requires a balanced budget. That's what we need to do. Now, we're just a couple of minutes away from bringing on our first guest, and before we transition into that guest, I do want to go ahead and mention, just for the record, I talked about how excited I was how things were going with 4patriots.com. I didn't actually give you the spiel. So let's go ahead and give you the spiel, and uh, then we'll continue this conversation or we'll transition to the guest, whichever actually happens. We'll, uh, we'll move forward uh, as – the situation calls for. Now, with all this in mind, you cannot afford to be caught unaware, right? Uh, You've got Biden claiming he's building back better. Not a dang thing has been built. Evidently, they're still waiting for all the building permits. We know how long that could take. As a result of failing infrastructure, especially the electric infrastructure – You could find yourself in a rather perilous position. If you happen to be one of the millions of Americans out there that relies heavily on medical devices to help you safely get through the night, you can't afford for the electricity to go off without some kind of advanced warning. We had an instance for a gentleman by the name of Robert who lost his life in California because they had a potential high winds situation, and a lot of the power lines were at risk, and so they just They cut off the power to over 700,000 customers. With these 700,000 customers with no power because of the potential of the high wind event, Robert was unfortunate enough to have already been asleep. And because he did rely so very heavily on his medical device, when it went off, he never woke up. Now, his family and his friends are having to face life without Robert, and a lot of them still don't understand why did the power go off? Why was this not squared away? Well, one of the best things that you can do is to make sure that you have backup emergency electric generation. And that's one thing that our friends over at Four Patriots is really, really good at making sure they can help you with. And yes, some of the bigger generators are pretty pricey, but even if you're getting the big gas power generators, they're not exactly cheap, guys. So, what has Four Patriots done there? They've worked out a payment program. Now, I'm not telling you to rush out and go into debt, but what I am telling you is with your own individual set of financial circumstances, decide. Is this something that you can't afford to do, or is it something that you simply can't afford not to do and work with it from there? Now, Doug is uh, letting me know that uh, Dr. Daniel is not answering our call. So uh, the thing is, uh, the good doctor is a practicing surgeon. Uh, I got no message from him myself. So it's entirely possible that an emergency may have popped up. So I'm not going to hold it against him. We'll have an opportunity to talk with them later. Uh, hopefully uh, we can try to reschedule at some point. But regardless of what we're looking at, uh, let me give you a little bit of background on exactly what it was that uh, the doctor was going to be talking to us about. And then we will kind of go from there because it's kind of a big deal. We've been facing a lawsuit for a while to stop what is called the No Surprise Act. Now, as you know, most stuff uh, from the government often gets misnamed, and the No Surprise Act is no different, except yeah, I guess it kind of is, maybe, because the idea here is you didn't want to have patients be stuck with large bills, and this kind of worries about whether or not, what's the difference between what the insurance company will cost and what the doctor is going to charge you for the health care that you received. As you well know, if you are having to see a surgeon or if you're having to see a specialist, sometimes that can get pretty pricey. The reason that it is is you're paying for the expertise, and we've talked in the past about the uh, fact that to become a properly trained medical professional is no small endeavor. You have a lot of school involved. You have a lot of time spent in residency if you're a doctor. You have a lot of time where you're not collecting much money, but you have spent a lot of money to become a doctor. So throw on top of that, malpractice insurance, which in most states in this country now can run anywhere from 1.2 to as much as 2.3 million dollars annually just for your malpractice insurance. These doctors, they may look like they're charging you a ridiculously large amount, but they're really just trying to cover the cost of having gone to medical school and all the legal requirements that uh, allows them to practice. Well, this No Surprises Act was passed back in uh, 2020. And it was initially designed to try and protect patients who had to see medical professionals from outside of their insurance network. It became tricky, however, when they decided that they weren't going to charge the patients the difference, and they weren't going to force the insurance companies to pay the difference. So that just leaves the doctors then having to bill them for it, and hope to try to receive that difference. But if they don't, then they just have to take it as a loss. And really, all you're having happen here is doctors that are not in this insurance network, meaning that they have not negotiated with, they have not agreed to taking the smaller paid amount, the part that the insurance company is actually willing to cover. And so it punishes the doctors, and and it is mostly the doctors that that catch this because most of the expenses with other medical professionals outside of maybe anesthesiologists who also normally uh, their charges will get caught up in this as well. But it really puts them in a position where they're getting left on the hook for something that they shouldn't have to deal with. And this in turn means that a lot of medical professionals, uh, anesthesiologists and doctors, especially if you're a specialist, are refusing to do certain kinds of care. So it's really starting to cut into the level of medical care that you can get as a patient in certain parts of the country, and it seems to be spreading. So the fact that uh, this position – is actually filed a lawsuit, Dr. Holler, he is trying to make sure that we can fix the No Surprise Act. That's what he's really after. He, he wants it dismantled and reworked so that it doesn't punish the doctors either. And he says multiple times, and I've heard him, he doesn't want to punish patients. And I tend to think most doctors feel that way. Again, most doctors, they, they want patients – They want you to be their patient. They don't want you to decide to go to another uh, doctor, especially if they're a private practice or if they're in a specialty. They want you to be their patient, so they don't want to punish you. They don't want to leave you on the hook for stuff, and most doctors I think would rather write off these charges than leave customers with large bills, but some doctors… Simply are not in a position to let it go, and that's why they don't negotiate these lower rates with the insurance companies in the first place. And as much as I don't like uh, attacking insurance companies either, if anybody has got the money to share, if anybody has got the financial resources to absorb that hit… It's not the doctors, it's not the anesthesiologist in most cases, it's actually the insurance companies, at least the bigger ones. If you've got a smaller to mid sized insurance company, then maybe not so much. But the the big five insurance companies, their profitability is in the millions most of the time. So if anybody's got the resources to absorb that loss in that difference, those are the folks. So anyway, I, I really hate that we weren't able to get in touch with Dr. Holler. Uh, definitely would have liked to have been able to have him come on and discuss the topic. And I was also going to talk very briefly towards the end of the conversation about his thoughts with the uh, – how the debt ceiling negotiation is ongoing and how that's going to affect Medicare because Medicare is one of the things on the table that can be affected because the Biden administration has made it clear, and it's a very similar – to what we saw with the Obama administration when they decided, okay, here's a government shutdown, so here are the things we're going to pick and choose, and here are some of the things that actually are supposed to be paid anyway, but we're not going to pay them so that we hurt people, so you'll be mad at the Republicans for letting the shutdown take place, even though it was their decision, their choice. The Democrats did that, little things like closing uh, parks that were typically just… Parks that you would walk into. You know, I'm not talking about uh, national parks. Now, they shut some of those down too where you have to have park rangers and the whole nine. I'm talking about some of your uh, uh, parks like the Veterans Memorial and things like that where you basically just kind of walk through, just put a little uh, barrier up on the sidewalk. Nope, you can't walk here. (laughs) Literally all you have to do is walk around the barrier, and you could go on in anyway, and nobody's going to stop you. they wanted to act like that's some big ridiculous deal because they want you to think the other side are the bad guys. Now, you don't need me explaining that part of it to you, but what you need to understand is that the media is going to tell you something different. Again, most of you guys, if you're regular listeners to this show, you already know that. I don't have to tell you that either. But just in case some lefty accidentally dropped by the show or some middle-of-the-road person that's looking for an alternative voice… So they can hear something other than the mainstream legacy media? Maybe they've never heard this before. And if they haven't, then they need to hear it. So if you happen to be one of those folks, then welcome aboard and understand. One more time, as I said earlier, the Constitution is clear. Congress gets to control the purse strings, in particular the House of Representatives. If they tell the executive branch they've got no more dollars to go play games, if they tell the executive branch that you've got what's been passed and that's it, and you're not allowed to go incur more debt, then you can talk about the 14th Amendment all you freaking want to. That's fine. That's good. You do that talking, baby. I don't care. Talk to the cows. Come home. Talk to you. Turn blue in the face. Talk to whatever, whatever, whatever. Do your thing. But at the end of the day, it is just talk. What really should happen is if they don't budge, if they don't make that change, Then what has to happen is the executive branch has to decide where they're going to make cuts in all their pet projects, things that are not constitutionally valid for them to be doing in the first place in order to meet what is required and to pay for that debt that has been incurred. They're not permitted to incur more debt without permission from the House. They may not like it. But they can't, and if they try to use the 14th Amendment as an excuse to do that, then they are in violation of the Constitution, and we will be in the middle of yet another constitutional crisis created by either Barack Hussein Alu akbar Obama or Joseph Robinette Biden Jr. Let's go ahead and take that uh, mid-hour break, and as we do, uh, we'll be joined on the other side by our – We'll end up being the first guest of the night because she's here. Uh, Dr. Lieberman joins us on the other side. Don't go anywhere. Hi, this is Derek Kenny, and you're listening to Tap into the Truth.
2: Trump and Arizona gubernatorial candidate Carrie Lake represent two rays of hope for our republic. Hello, I'm Ron Edwards. On today's page from the Average Open, brought to you by Constitutional Grounds, the coffee you want in your cup. Both President Trump and Carrie Lake have consistently said they were maltreated by the political, media, and election swamp-dominated process. Finally... Mr. Slow Motion John Durham confirmed Trump was blatantly lied upon with the approval of the FBI via the Russia Russia fabrication. In another good turn of events, Carrie Lake is having her days in court via a lawsuit against pro-open border governor Katie Hobbs claiming election misconduct regarding signature verification procedures during the 2022 general election. Lake's attorneys said that Maricopa County accepted thousands of ballots that had been rejected by workers for having mismatched signatures. Durham's better late than never public presentation of what Trump experienced along with Carrie Lake finally getting her date in court could lead to finally breaking a republic free from the gruesome stranglehold of the swamp creatures. If we continue to vigorously take the offensive with the goal of reinstating authentic constitutional law and seek providential guidance, victory is supremely possible. Let's do this. I'm Ron Edwards. See you on the next page from the Alberts Notebook. Second Skull is a protective headgear company with a patented line of impact-reducing products. At Second Skull, we focus on head protection as our only priority so that we can be the absolute best at it. Second Skull has protection for every sport and for every athlete. These products are patented and proven. Second Skull is a protective headgear company constitutional grounds the hot air roasted coffee that produces a smoother richer healthier and less acetic coffee our unique hot air roasted coffee has a most delicious taste that everyone is raving about because you want the best constitutional grounds is the coffee you want in your cup simply go to theronedwards.com and click on to the constitutional grounds coffee display to make your purchase constitutional grounds the coffee you want in your cup
3: Hi, I'm Dr. Carol Lieberman, a Beverly Hills Forensic Psychiatrist, and you're listening to Tim Tap and Tap into the Truth.
0: All right, ladies and gentlemen. Real quick before we bring Dr. Lieberman on, I want to remind everybody about your opportunity to protect your wealth thanks to Gold Co. Just go ahead and give them a call at 8. 8- 5, 5, 3, 8, 7, 2, 9, 3, 2. And you can discover the three simple steps that you can take right now to protect your savings with gold and silver. One more time, that's 855 5, 387 2932. Call our friends at Gold Co. Uh, with the economy going like it is, you need to make sure that you are protecting the wealth you've worked so hard to earn. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the show. Just her second visit with us. And uh, we had a heck of a conversation last time as we were talking about Kanye, uh, Easy uh, West, and uh, now she's on to talk about a much more serious situation. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, uh, welcome Dr. Carol Lieberman. Uh, Dr. Lieberman, thank you so much for joining us tonight. And before we jump into any topic, how are you doing today?
3: Fine, thank you. Pleasure to be back.
0: All right. Well, thank you so much for coming back. All right. Now, we've seen earlier this week uh, a lot of legal jostling in an effort to try and further suppress the manifesto from this uh, young person that decided to go shoot up a Nashville school. And despite all of the politicalization that's occurred around it, we still seem to be missing the point that. Ideally, we want to protect children, and I think we all have a different idea about what's the best way to do that. But from your professional point of view, uh, it's obviously a case where you want to make sure that you can – see what the signs were and what the symptoms were so we can better identify what's actually going on with the, these uh, students right so it would serve a good purpose if we were able to actually get uh, this manifesto out into the open right
3: yes absolutely um, you know it, it's so it's, it's been taking so long and there are all these fights as you mentioned, there are all these lawsuits and so on to get the manifesto released and um, the the number one reason why it should be released is because we need more transparency in our government altogether so that should really uh, just be the bottom line and they shouldn't be still haggling over it but um, the more this is going on the more it's clear I mean you know what they're saying is or what they want us to believe is that um, they're trying to protect us because they've called this manifesto a blueprint um, on total destruction. So we are led to believe that the reason why they don't want to release it is because they don't want to give this blueprint to other people who might be thinking of shooting up a school, you know, because she did, Audrey Hale certainly does seem like um, she was very detailed. You know, and there were so many writings, not just a manifesto, but she left so many other writings as well. And clearly she had been working on this for months. And clearly it seems like she was um, making things, making plans in a very detailed way. So, yes, you know, we don't want people copying her blueprint, her very detailed blueprint. But um, but really, you know, I think that there is a more a deeper reason, a darker reason And that is because she was trans. um, They don't want to offend. I mean, you know, this is the whole Biden administration. It's trans. It's trans America, right? And so they don't want to offend any trans people. And uh, because presumably, you know, what I think she had in there um, is, you know, it was a a targeted attack. It wasn't just that she picked any school to attack. And uh, although she did have some other school also in, in mind, but um, but this was a school that she went to as a little girl. And clearly there must be some um, anger, some resentment towards things that happened to her in that school. Probably, you know, I don't think when she was that little that she was thinking about trans, you know, uh, or becoming a boy or Um, but there might have been things that happened like where, because it was very religious, where maybe they wanted her to wear a skirt instead of pants, or, you know, I don't know what the specifics are, but certainly it seems like it would have something to do with their attitudes um, towards trans people. And so I think that the concern is, first of all, not to offend trans people, and second of all, um, the fact that, tra- especially trans, anyone might take her blueprint, use her blueprint, but especially trans people might.
0: Right. Yeah. I mean, we saw this uh, outcry online where all of a sudden people claiming to be uh, trans. Uh, We're talking about how it's time to to load up Europe and be ready to rock and roll. This is how you push back. Uh, So there seemed to be – now, again, it was very limited, and it was just a a few folks here and there. So it's not like uh, some massive uprising. So I don't want to kind of overplay it here. But we did see this happen uh, with about five or six more extremist folks, especially – operating uh, on the tiktok app in particular where it seems to have become kind of a cesspool for mental illness we want to we want to celebrate mental illness and claim it's an identity rather than treat it uh and we continue to ignore the fact that uh Gender dysphoria is still a mental illness, and you're right. Nobody wants to to point out that that's what it is for fear of offending, and and they seem to have to play to those very loud, squeaky wheels in the extremist parts of the party when it comes to the Biden administration. I'm not sure why they chose to go that route. It doesn't play particularly well in mainstream America because we understand that uh, these are people that typically need help, and we need to be looking for the signs. And the real failure here has been on the mental health side of things. Uh, there's such a stigma attached with saying mental illness, though. Uh, and I try to point out that okay, well, if you're somebody that suffers from a mild form of, uh, oh, now I'm trying to think of the uh, the word here, uh, and it just escaped me right in the middle of being on the tip of my tongue. But you know, you you have your uh, habits that you have to follow. Uh, it's it's not uh, you're still fully functional. It's not interfering with uh, too much. Doesn't even draw that much attention to you. But you have a very mild case of obsessive compulsive behavior. That is still a disorder, and it is something that can be dealt with and can be treated. And we we're still not allowed to talk about how gender dysphoria is typically something that will work itself out as uh, children that actually suffer from it Uh, mature and get through puberty and get a better idea of what their body positive attitude should be. But instead, now we're taught that if things get a little tough, you should just run away and hide and everybody should just accept that uh, you get to hide from stuff. Um, What do you feel like in your, again, in your professional opinion, is one of the biggest drivers of what seems to be a social contagion when it's pretty clear we didn't just have a sudden outbreak of gender dysphoria when it was such a rare condition previously?
3: yes, and um well it's it's really because uh, young people have um it's there are a number of factors all working together, and it is very much political because this is a uh, this is a name way that people um, on the left want to i mean they want to destir- destroy the American family and to destroy our our connections, you know, our things that we counted on uh, as part of our identity. And so this is what's happening is that especially it was fertile ground because of the um, pandemic and lockdown. You know, kids were being kept away from each other except for social media. Um, And so they they became lonely and confused and we're all a bit, you know, uh, still waiting to find out what the new normal is. So there's this period, there's this vacuum, you know, there's this period of an existential um, unease. And so kids are trying to fill this, this vacuum with some kind of purpose, some kind of meaning for their life. They want to belong. They're lonely. They want to be connected to other people. And so the teachers, I mean, it's primarily teachers who are um, promoting this idea that, oh, well, if you're unhappy, it must be because you want to be a boy if you're a girl and vice versa. And um, kids are, you know, they're so welcomed into this group, into non-binary or trans or whatever, all of these, you know, sexual variations that it is very appealing. It's like, you know, it's like taking weed or something, or marijuana. It's an escape, Um if I do this, then if I make people call me a different pronoun, you know, I'll be important. I'll be recognized. Um, people will have to care about me or do what I say. So it's real. And the problem is that then, um, they get in, they make these changes, not just the pronouns, but of course a lot of people are taking hormones and getting surgery and all of that. And of course it's also, I mean, it's multi-pronged because it's not just the teachers. Um, it is the doctors and therapists who are doing these so-called gender affirming uh, treatments to make a ton of money and um, and they're going along with this. you know it's, uh, it's a new income stream, and of course parents also are to blame. I mean parents who take their kids to um, these uh, what are they, these drag um, queen uh, events, you know are parents who want to who look for uh any signs that their child maybe has some might want to be the opposite sex like especially if it's a parent who had a girl or a boy and wanted the opposite sex you know they are happy to help their child change to be the opposite sex the one that they wanted to begin with so it's a whole conglomeration of things and um and the, the the tragedy is that once kids do all of this and they change their body and so on, um, they later realize, wait a second, the grass wasn't greener. There's nothing, I'm not really feeling better now. You know, there's a high at the beginning. This is like all new and everybody's paying attention to you and you think it's going to be great or greater than you were having before. And, and then, you know, you eventually... Um, realize that no it's you know your problems haven't gone away
0: yeah, yeah I, I would like to comment a little more on uh, the, the physician side of that too because I've been railing quite a bit on uh, how we have managed to move away from the idea of the Hippocratic Oath and, you know, first do no harm. And now we're seeing a lot of doctors jump on board this, knowing that they are doing harm to people, but knowing that they every time they get somebody to start the so-called transitioning process, if they get far enough along with it, then they're on the hook for a lifetime of medical treatments, even if they yeah. try to detransition later. And that It seems to be – it's not just a matter of greed or uh, outside influence, but it just seems to be such a departure from what was considered professional ethics in the medical profession. Is there a pushback by any significant number? of doctors and psychiatrists and psychologists that you're aware of that's trying to, to reestablish the idea that we at least shouldn't be doing this to minors?
3: I haven't become aware of it. You know, I, this is such a society where people are so, you know, cancel culture. People are so afraid of speaking out against anything that is wrong. And yes, it has been shocking to me. Um, you know, with all of this that's going on, it has been shocking to me that uh, doctors um, have not spoken out about these kinds of things. Uh, in fact, you know, there was something recently about how the American Medical Association was, um, well, and medical schools are, uh, they're so woke. You know, first of all, medical schools are using as a criteria for admission, um almost equally as important as grades, if not more important, how much social justice work you did before you're applying to medical school. And they're also doing, in, in teaching, um, making people use proper pronouns, or, you know, proper pronouns. Um, I don't know how, it, it really bothers my mind, how you go to medical school, how you learn about medicine, the human body, and all of that, and you t- pretend that you know that girls aren't girls and boys aren't boys. it's just the throwing of the dice when the person is born. let's see what do we call this kid I mean it is absurd i mean it's just so disturbing that do- i mean I'm not trying to say that doctors are the greatest people in the world, but I mean you would think that they would have sense to not go along with it
0: yeah I, I mean again, that's what leaves me scratching my head i I've been fortunate enough to. I only have to deal with doctors who are – very good at what they did and were grounded in trying to make sure they provided the best care that they could and didn't want to let politics enter into that office space or the examination room between me and them. And and unfortunately now, unless you're uh, 50 years or older, there's a really good chance that that's just not the experience you get anymore. And even if you are over that, if you have to go find a new doctor, which most of us do about that time, because the doctors we had have either retired or have passed on themselves we're not getting that experience uh, there anymore either and it's just it leaves me scratching my head but uh, circling back around to this manifesto because obviously that's kind of where we want we sprung board into this uh, conversation from it yes yes. I think it's a mistake not to talk about the trans part of the issue because that's obviously why the Democrats uh, politicized it is to a gun control issue and while Republicans were trying to make this about a mental health issue when in truth uh, we probably ought to, to- – dig deeper and get to this point and that is the one thing that this manifesto would really help somebody who's a trained psychologist or a full-blown psychiatrist to be able to delve into what was really going on in their minds because you get a look at their own workings and and i get the argument that oh well if it becomes public blah blah and of course what the school's been uh, saying when they filed their lawsuit that uh that there are things that are of a personal nature and to me it kind of sounds like they just don't want people to know how detailed uh, her uh, map work was at the school i remember just watching the video and thinking that this lady who thought she was a guy has probably played way too much Fortnite and had way too much time to think about this because she literally looked like she was trying to play a video game more so than anything at least well, to me go ahead
3: well yes you know what's so interesting Um, First of all, there aren't many, it's a very small percentage of women mass shooters. And, um, but, but she really did have, there's a profile um, that I have developed about the, you know, from studying all these cases of mass shooters, school shooters and other mass shooters. And the profile is the person grows up in a dysfunctional home. And she did, she did that because she was uh, very much at odds with her parents. They were super religious. And they were um, uh, against guns and so on. So she, you know, there was this tension. And then the um, future shooter is either bullied or ostracized at school, and she was. And then they have psychological problems that are either um, untreated or insufficiently treated. She had, uh, she's reported to have had high functioning autism and depression, and we know she was suicidal because she was looking for uh, suicide by cops. Um, And they say that she was treated by a doctor. Well, you know, I don't know what kind of doctor, but, you know, whether it was a psychiatrist or a family doctor or what, but whoever it was, was not paying attention and not treating her uh, sufficiently. Then also, obsession with violent video games. All school shooters have had an obsession with violent video games, and I was very um, gratified to, um, to hear, to see in her writings, she talked about how she binged on video games. Now, we know that she's not talking about, um, you know, most video games are violent. So it is very likely that she's talking about binging on violent video games. And then um, then there is some final trigger that makes them feel either shame or rage or abandonment. We don't really know what that was with her. Um, but, but, yes, even though she was a girl, um, she was binging on violent video games, and of course, there is this other issue that she might have been receiving testosterone shots, which um testosterone causes people to become more aggressive, just like violent video games cause people to become more aggressive, so you know all of these things are really interesting, and it would be uh helpful you know to find out um what was more details about what was going through her mind it's also interesting that it, it, i'm sure you looked at the uh, warrants that the police had when they went into her home to look for whatever she had you know um and so there they list the different things that they found the manifesto these um journals uh drawings all kinds of guns more guns um and you have to, you, 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 you've you seen photos or videos of her house, and it's not a huge house. It's just mind-boggling that her parents never found any of these things, especially the warrant lists that they were found on shelves or in a drawer. I mean, they weren't in a safe. Yeah.
0: Yeah, just kind of out there to be seen. But, you know, I think in a lot of cases, too, there's such a disconnect sometimes between parents and their kids, especially when their kids are in some kind of trouble, as they would rather try to hide from it and pretend like everything's okay. Uh, and obviously it, it just doesn't help uh, you, you have to be involved, you can't ignore it that much is clear uh, Dr. Lieberman again, thank you so much for joining us tonight, your insights are fantastic I want to remind all the listeners that if they're not already, they need to be paying close attention to Dr. Carroll's couch over on voiceamerica.com and they need to be listening to the terrorist therapist podcast uh, before I let you go uh, if there's any other websites or if you're inviting folks to follow you on social. Social media, please uh, feel free to share anything you'd like to right now, including social media handles, anything like that at all.
3: Sure, sure. Uh, well, my Twitter is at Dr. Carol MD, which is D-R-C-A-R-O-L-E-M-D. MD. And then I have a website, uh, expert witness, forensic psychiatrist.com, and terrorist therapist.com. <sighs>
0: All right. Uh, Dr. Lieberman, I look forward to our next opportunity to get back together, and hopefully it will be involving something that we can at least have a positive spin on rather than (laughs) how dangerous this is. Thank you so much again. Uh, Keep up your great work, ma'am, and uh, Godspeed to, to everything you're doing. Thank you. Thank you. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that was Dr. Carol Lieberman, MD. And uh, yeah, seriously, check out Dr. Carol's couch. You can find that over on VoiceAmerica.com, and she is the host of the Terrorist Therapist podcast, which can be found just about everywhere that you uh, listen to podcasts. It's it's really wild. I mean, uh, Representative Tim Burchett, uh, Tennessee representative. Uh, he's At the U.S. level now, but he's from Tennessee. He's been calling on law enforcement to release these writings. The uh, Tennessee state legislature, the Republicans as a whole, came together just the other day and said that uh, if you want us to pass any type of gun control legislation, we need to know exactly what was in this so that we know if it would help or not. Now, they're using that as a leverage chip. And this is one of those cases where generally I like Governor uh, Billy. I, for the most part, I do. But he's been calling for red flag laws since this event happened. And then we had the insurrection at the state capitol when some Democrats decided they wanted to yelp about gun control and, and get a megaphone down and lead and get themselves dispelled and then immediately sent back. By virtue of the city councils of the, the districts that they represented chose them to be the interim until they have their special election but uh, despite all the theatrics uh, I really really can't side with uh, Governor Lee on this just because there is no way just no way to pass a red flag law that does not interfere with your constitutional rights and it certainly intervenes with due process, and these are two things that Democrats desperately want to get rid of. That's why they hate due process from the beginning. The very notion that you're innocent until proven guilty, they can't handle it. They just can't. They don't like it. They can't deal with it. Why? Because they want to be able to accuse you, lock you up, hold you indefinitely, and have nobody challenge their power. They want to live in a police state, and they have gone a long way in recent years of making that happen. It's not fair. It's not right. But it's also up to us to correct that problem. We still have the opportunity to do it at the ballot box, but if we don't get it done soon, the ballot box won't get it done. Please, we have got – to take care of it before it becomes that instance where uh you know where we have to refresh the tree of liberty you you know what refreshes it right the blood of patriots we don't want to have to do that i hope that we can avoid it every passing day feels less and less like that's definitely on the table but I hope we get there. And again, one of the dangers of being a police state is you're the victim of tyranny. And as a listener to this show, you know one of the fastest ways to become a victim of tyranny is to give up your guns. And one of the fastest ways to become a victim of crime is to not have your sidearm on you when you need it, which is why I want to talk to you real quick about something that a lot of us gun owners do it's a mistake. And I'm not pointing fingers because I've done it myself, and so I'll be honest with you about it. I've done it. We'll go out. We'll buy a holster that's just so uncomfortable that after we try for a while, we're like, nah, that's not working, and we'll casually forget to wear it. And then we'll be running around here and not have our gun on us, and if something happens… If we need to protect ourselves, to protect our family, to protect our neighbors, to protect our property, we're not in a position to do it because we don't have the firearms on us, and that doesn't help a thing. And that's also a big reason why vanished holsters are quickly becoming one of the most popular holsters in America. I'm watching Doug. He's got his uh, rifle out and ready to go now. He's like, I don't need no stinking sidearm. I'm taking this seriously. But for those of us that are carrying our sidearms, uh, and it's – well, we should. It's our right after all. The folks that have purchased vanished holsters – Are swearing. There's thousands of their customers that say it's the most comfortable holster ever. And it's fantastic because it saves you money. These things are actually designed to to fit about 99% of semi-automatic handguns. So you got that going for you. You don't have to wear a tactical belt, so you got that going for you. And It's also designed so that you can carry in multiple positions, meaning that if you're not comfortable carrying it in one position but you are comfortable in a different position, well, there you go. That's why so many people think it's the most comfortable holster ever. Makes sense, right? All right, so here's what you need to do. Uh, You have to go visit the fine folks over at Vanish Holsters. And how do you do that? Well, that's easy. You just go to vns. H.com backslash TAPP. Get yourself a $50 discount by using the promo code from this show. One more time before we uh, reset the hour that is VNSH. Okay? WWW.VNSH.com. Backslash T-A-P-P Get your $50 discount today uh, Do it, uh, multitask, go do it While we're resetting the hour You can have finished your order And have it on your way Before we start the second hour Take it away, Doug
1: This is Matt Fitzgibbons from
0: PatriotMusic.com And you're listening to Tim Tap And Tap into the Truth the rain This is Tim Tapp, the ever-so-humble and mostly peaceful host of Tapping to the Truth that you can hear right here, K-Star, ZMA, and the Vera Networks. Tap into the truth. All righty, ladies and gentlemen, it is Friday night. We are sharing the night together and we're diving headlong into hour number two and glad to have all of you along for the ride. Thank you so very much for being here. As always, I do Greatly appreciate it. Now, if you missed uh, Dr. Lieberman back in the last hour, that was just a few minutes ago, if you're joining the live show a little later, I recommend you go back and uh, give us a listen to the podcast, which we'll have up uh, a few hours after the show goes off the air tonight. And uh, while you're there, be sure to check out all the other uh, great podcasts we've got throughout the archives. Where we've had great guests on over the years. Some of them you may have never heard of, and some of them you may be thinking, wow, how did that guy get these folks to come on the show? And we're probably going to have a minute like that here in just a few brief moments when Judge Jeanine Pirro is, is scheduled to join us. It'll be just her second time on the show, and uh, looking forward to having her uh, back with us. Uh, obviously, lots to talk about, and uh, we're going to be talking about her new book primarily. And uh, I I'd probably not appropriate to discuss too much about the controversy going on over at Fox, because if I ask her, she might get offended. I doubt it. But she definitely be in a position where if she answered the questions, it would be messing with the folks that she works with. So I can't do that. So anybody who wants me to do that, sorry, guys, I can't put her in that position or she won't ever come back. And and you wouldn't want to be in that position, right? I mean, hey, nobody would want to. Besides, there's plenty to talk about with the book, and that's what we'll do. Before we go into any other topic, though, and I will talk briefly about a topic before we bring her on, I do want to remind all you fine folks about what is going on with our friends over at 4patriot.com. Now, we talked about the solar generators back in the first hour. I need to talk to you about the emergency survival food kits right now, because You never know when those things are going to come in handy. You just absolutely do not want to end up not having them if something bad happens for an extended period of time. And you just – you never know exactly when these things are going to be – What's, what's the good word? Life-saving. Yeah, that's right. Uh, first and foremost, when it comes to 4 Patriots, they have got a ton of different meals available. So you get to rotate out. You don't have to run the risk if you are having to live on them for a while uh, of being burned out. They've just added some brand-new desserts as well, a lot of great stuff. So what I recommend you do is go visit dot com and then look at the whole site. Look at everything they've got available, and whatever you may find, you can use promo code TAP T-A-P-P, to get yourself 10% off whatever you order. And that's a fantastic deal no matter how you cut it. Obviously, the more you order, the more you're going to save, right? But even if you're just buying some little something, 10% off is nothing to sneeze at, not in the Biden economy. So let's not overlook it. One more time, go visit 4patriots.com. That's the number, 4 Patriots. Dot com, Use code TAP T-A-P-P, at checkout. Save yourself 10% on stuff that you need to be prepared for when life throws something crazy your way. All right, I'm taking a quick peek at the time so that I don't get carried away too much here. Uh, I definitely have a story that I want to discuss in the second half uh, after Judge Neen. I got two stories set up there, so let's take a quick look at the fact that we have – This battle going on with the debt ceiling, stocks tanked when the Republicans walked away from the negotiations. But for the last little bit, or at least for the past week, probably the past week and a half since the Biden administration has – … … made no apparent interest whatsoever in trying to come to an agreement with the Republicans who control the House of Representatives, thereby controlling the purse strings and have every legal right to say, sorry, Joe, you can't go incur more debt to service the current debt. Figure out how you're going to pay for it out of the programs you already have approved. If you do that, that would still be constitutional. But you got several banks, especially some of the bigger banks that are now kind of creating a bit of a war room, preparing for what's going to happen, because that's the other shoe that's going to fall. We're constantly being told that uh, most of the, the mid-sized regional banks are going to be okay, but that's only if nothing bad happens. Most of the smaller banks are already in trouble. The big banks know that they get in trouble If there's a cascading effect with the regional banks. So veteran bank executives, they're meeting with senior lawmakers, of course, because they have to try to influence them. And they're meeting with other federal officials and all this as the government gets closer and closer to what they're calling a potential debt default. And again, I'll remind you, there doesn't have to be a default. They just have to start cutting spending so that they can pay the debt because that's the debt default, right? If that's the only thing they're all that worried about, they know there is a ton of pork that they can trim off and cover that debt. There is. They don't have to incur more debt. Now, is that going to be painful for some folks? Probably so because too many people have gotten far too dependent on the money from the government. Now, it, it would also be different if they would take care of the people that deserve it the most first. You know, if they took care of the veterans like they should, that would be great. They're not going to do that. They want the veterans to be feeling the pain, uh, mostly because Democrats don't really like people that have stood a post that. … have taken an oath and, and understand what it means to take that oath. They're, they're not big fans of people that hear honor and duty and don't think of it as being a punchline of a joke. So they, they want the veterans to feel the pain, and again, they know if veterans are having trouble, most Americans are going to react negatively to it. And if they can say it's the Republican fault, they know they can manipulate most of America to be mad at the Republicans… For attacking the veterans. But the banks, the banks are concerned because they know the American people are already fed up with the idea of too big to fail. They know that the American people are already fed up with bailout after bailout when these folks already control or have control over the majority of financial wealth throughout the world. What do you need a bailout for? They stopped treating this stuff like it's our money a long time ago. We have a predetermined national debt limit of $31.4 trillion. That exceeded the threshold earlier this year. Janet Yellen's out there in letters uh, from her agencies and others saying that they're expecting to default on their obligations as early as the first day of June. Now, that's uh, tick-tock, tick-tock, Joe. And, of course, I've already shared with you my theory. I honestly believe the Democrats want the default so that when their chickens come home to roost with all these failed economic policies that they've been running, they're going to be able to try and point the finger at somebody else and put the blame somewhere else rather than take responsibility for the fact that nothing the Democrats want to do actually works especially on the financial side of things. It doesn't work in international policy, and their domestic policies do not work. They don't have an – they're not the adults in the room. (laughs) They're not even close. These are the hippies and the wannabes who now have become the man, and they still think that they're fighting the man. Meanwhile, they're leading around a bunch of young folks into believing and thinking that they are the – the next generation, they are the folks they are going to lead us to socialism and into the utopia, and they've got to break down everything that's come before. But at the end of all of this, do not lose sight of the fact that chaos is the plan because in chaos, they know they're going to be able to confuse enough people that some of them are going to believe their fake stories. They know that they're going to be able to to – Elevate folks into thinking that Oh, well, see, it really was the Republicans' fault Because, you know, we would have gave them A a clean debt ceiling bill Well, damn it, at some point We need to stop raising the debt ceiling We shouldn't have a debt ceiling to begin with Because we shouldn't be spending Trillions and trillions more Than what we're actually taking in There should be a balanced budget Why can't we just do that? Why can't a government that does not have a problem  … in receiving taxes that does not have a problem with the income it receives, why is it that we have a government that brings in plenty of money to fund the programs that they're doing, but they still want to do new programs? They want to take more and more of your money until eventually we don't have any money of our own. That is the plan. They already talked to us and several times have said the quiet part out loud. They believe that all the money is theirs and that we should just sit down, shut up, and be happy they let us keep any of it you because know, they're too busy becoming millionaires and then cracking on trillionaires. They're too busy engaging in capitalism but then talking about how socialism's the key, and yes, I'm looking at you, Bernie Sanders. I'm also looking at uh, uh, certain – uh focahontas Miss Elizabeth Warren. <clears throat> Senator Elizabeth Warren. Of course, you know, at all due respect. She holds the title. I respect the office. The person holding it, very different story. But as we play these games, as we go down this particular game of chicken Make no mistake what they are thinking. They want a default. I'm convinced of it. It's the only thing that provides them any political coverage when, as we head into these next two years and into the presidential campaign, the economic pain that is about to hit so much harder than it has so far, where it just – it hasn't been bad enough yet, but we are getting closer and closer. When we see – banks starting to collapse in large numbers instead of just a few around the edges like we've had so far one of the primary reasons why you should call our friends over at GoldCo. get uh, get some of your uh, money into gold and silver because at least we know that those precious metals have never been worth zero you know that you've always had value there the the US dollar can become useless if these folks get their way they're already working on it taking a peek over at the show producer and I don't see him in the chair. Where are you at, Doug? <laughs> I see the co-producer Cajun cat uh, roaming around the studio. <laughs> I was typing at you on the other computer. I got six computers. What can I say? <laughs> well, okay. I'm just, uh, when you rolled completely off of a camera shot, I'm like, where'd he go? Uh, I was typing at you from uh, the
1: line, waiting for the judge to come. On, here comes the judge. Here comes. I'm gonna have to make a liner on that. Here comes the judge.
0: That would be great. Uh, so, do we have Judge Janine yet? No, not yet. Not yet. Okay. Waiting for her to call in. Alright, well, uh, hopefully we'll have her shortly, but in the meanwhile, I've got no shortage of rant on this topic, so I'll just keep ranting on this topic until we can get connected with her, or reschedule, whatever we end up having to do. Uh, and sometimes Friday nights are like And that. there she is, magically appearing. Alright, well, in that case, let's just go ahead and get her on the line. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show Uh, You know her as a conservative firebrand. She is a -a one-of-a-kind, unique voice in conservative circles. I I can't express enough how much I look up to this lady who is a lady of law and order first and foremost. Currently one of the co-hosts on The Five on the Fox News Channel. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome Judge Janine Pirro. Uh, Judge Janine, thank you so much for joining us tonight. I appreciate having you back on.
1: Well, I appreciate having the opportunity to be back on with you and your listeners. Thank you.
0: All right. Well, obviously, brand new book coming out, uh, Crimes Against America, The Left's Takedown of Our Republic. Uh, I told you last time you were on with us that I love reading your books because – I can always hear your cadence and your discussion in in every line I'm reading, so it's almost like I'm getting to see you. I feel like we're in the room together. Uh, Phenomenal books here, but you're doing what you do best in this, and you're laying out the indictment against the Biden administration. Lots of times with uh, folks with new books, uh, when they're coming out, I'll ask the author, why this message, why this book right now? But I think the answer to that's pretty obvious here, so let's just jump into the case. What are you hoping uh, to actually accomplish as far as educating the readers? Because it is like so much happening all at once; it becomes hard to keep track of all of it, right?
1: Yeah, but you know, Tim. The interesting thing is that it is happening all at once, and I think that's almost the point of the book: that when you hear about countries that are being taken down, it happens in the almost with a sleight of hand. You don't realize. And all of a sudden, overnight, you know, this shining city on the hill that Ronald Reagan talked about is turning into a nightmare of uh, anarchy and chaos. And that's why I wrote Crimes Against America. I just see this takedown by the left in every aspect of our lives. And it starts with the headlines of the news every day. And that is, first of all, the southern border. You know, we are no longer a sovereign nation with borders. We are literally a global benefit. Anyone can come here. We don't even ask who you are. And you are welcome to the cornucopia of benefits of America, education, medication, housing. And then, you know, what goes along with that is the border being controlled by the cartels, the entrance of fentanyl into our country, where 80 to 100,000 Americans are dying every day as a result of the undeclared war by China against the United States by their sending the fentanyl in, sets up the cartel, which now has arteries, according to the DEA, in the United States for the trafficking of fentanyl, and not just fentanyl, the human trafficking, child labor, where these children come in, as if anybody on the left should, you know would say anything about this where even the New York Times admits that these children are being used uh, in violation of the child labor laws. It's almost child abuse. And then you move over to the First Amendment. You know, if you weren't speaking correctly, police canceled and you were, you know, you were a racist, you were a xenophobe. And now what we've got is we've got the government, the FBI, in contact with social media, big tech, to make sure that the news cannot be discussed by people uh, in the 2020 election. They wouldn't let information about the Hunter Biden laptop come out. And if you dared send something out on social media, it was immediately taken down. And we know because of the polling that people would have. Had they known about the Joe Biden, Hunter Biden scandals? And then you move over to the schools. There's a takedown of the schools, CRT. White kids are taught that they're oppressors and and that they are uh, um, abusive and have been abusive their whole lives, not to mention the child pornography that they're showing kids in school with this transgender garbage where, you know, they're saying Republicans, they want to ban books. We don't want to ban books. I just think that a 7-year-old should not look at a book of someone of the same sex. You know, and this is my background as a prosecutor, judge, and DA. I consider that child pornography. And I could go on. But that's why I wrote the book. What I'm looking to uh, uh, accomplish is have people recognize it's institution by institution. And I even got into the Department of Justice, and they're calling parents domestic terrorists. And the whistleblowers coming out now and saying, you know, they say white supremacy is the biggest problem. Joe Biden says, except they're not. You know, every group talk to, they turn it into another case, as opposed to including them in the original case. Uh, it's bad stuff, and it's time America recognized it and recognized that George Soros is funding these prosecutors who are make-believe prosecutors who don't know how to prosecute and just letting criminals out. And telling the victims, well, I'm sorry you had a bad day.
0: Yeah. Yeah, they literally create situations like we recently saw in New York where. Citizens have to take it into their own hands to defend themselves and their uh, neighbors, and then they're the ones that are treated like criminals when, in fact, their own failed policies, their inability to provide proper medical, uh, in this case, mental health care, and uh, you know, just enforce the laws and, and to have dangerous people off the streets. Uh, it, it is mind-boggling, and I do think more people are starting to recognize it finally, but we do need somebody like yourself with that expertise to make the case. Uh, I really wish we could get you to step away from being a TV personality and that best-selling author posted a little bit to get you back on prosecuting some of this because we need somebody that's going to go get these people, Judge.
1: Well, I, I agree. And, you know, it's interesting that you brought up the Danny Penny case, the uh, 24-year-old Marine who wasn't intimidated by the uh Schizophrenic who was in the middle of a psychotic episode on a, on a subway car in New York. Uh, but he stood up and became the Good Samaritan. And the DA, the progressive DA, the one who indicted, you know, he is, is charging him with manslaughter, with everyone on that subway car was petrified for their lives and thanked the Marine for doing what he did. And this Sunday on Fox at 10 p.m., in fact, I'm doing a special on that case. And how that case has somehow struck a chord in America, where we realize that with the defund police movement, with people standing down and afraid to respond, when someone steps up and is a good Samaritan, defending people who can't defend themselves, person going to be you know, are we going to let them consider him a criminal, or are we going to stand up for him? And uh, I believe in Danny Penny. I believe in that Marine. I think he's a hero.
0: Uh, absolutely and I can't help but agree with you, I couldn't possibly more. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. I know you're very busy and you've been very generous with your time. Uh, I want you to keep up all thank the great you. work i don't I know you don't need me to tell you that, but uh, everything you do is fantastic. Please let everybody know where they can find all your work, including the brand new book.
1: All right, well, thank you for your time. You can get the book um, at Judge J judgejbook.com, judgejbook.com, or go to Amazon. It'll be out in stores on Tuesday, and obviously I'm on The Five on Fox every day. But Sunday night, a great special. I'm looking forward to it on, uh, you know, the crime in America and how it's changing. So thank you for your time. I hope you enjoyed the book, and uh, I'll be talking to you soon. Take care.
0: All right. You too. Thank you Bye. so much. Ladies and Bye. gentlemen. Judge Janine Pirro. And again, I can't emphasize enough how fantastic her books are. If you have not treated yourself to reading uh, any of her books, first of all, I have to admonish you. Shame on you. And it really is. I challenge you to read any of her stuff and not hear her cadence. And you can just feel as if she's there talking to you instead of it being a reading experience at least – that's the way I feel about it. I don't think I'm the only one who does. I love her stuff. All right. So with that all being said, it is good that we take a long, hard look at crime in America. So I'm I'm looking forward. I haven't been watching a whole lot of Fox here lately, I have to admit. But I think I'm going to make the time to watch Judge Jeanine's special on that. Uh, definitely, definitely worthwhile. That also leads me to wanting to remind you that regardless of how you feel about any one particular outlet, you need to find an outlet and support them. You do. Uh, We have some great folks like over at The Daily Wire. uh, You've got The Blaze. uh, You've got other networks that are building up uh, along the same way where they have a digital presence. They're primarily online. And they're trying to make sure that they have direct access to you where you're not dependent on uh, corporate support. That You don't have to worry about sponsors being pressured into shutting them down. But they set up uh, memberships for that, and they have a, gr- a whole lot of free content that is – it should be daily reading if you're conservative at all. Find one of these folks and support them. These are going to be your outlets. Uh, be sure to pick up a copy of uh, Judge Janine's new book once it is available. Uh, like you said right now, you're still pre-ordering. It's next week that it comes out. Crimes Against America, The Left's Takedown of Our Republic. I'm very much looking forward to it. Uh, I, the last time I had any s- – Serious heat on social media or folks were liking and sharing or whatever. It was a picture I posted when I got Judge Janine's last book in, and I posted it. So clearly her message resonates with with a lot of folks as well it should because if you're not listening to Judge Janine, then you're even further out of the loop. She's fantastic. All right. Well, before we transition into our next – Mid-hour break, which is what's next. Uh, I want to take a moment once again to remind you exactly what's going on with our friends over at Gold Co. I kind of mentioned them a little bit a moment ago. But I didn't give you the number again. Now, we did back in the first hour, but here in the second hour, i got to do that again because you may have missed it. You may be tuning in if you're listening to one of the platforms that we're broadcasting live on. And if you are, that number is 855 387 2932 calling that number you can learn the three simple steps that can uh, help you to protect your savings with gold and silver and other precious metals right now protect and secure your retirement protect and secure your wealth protect and secure your financial stability for yourself and your family use our friend's over at goldco definitely want to do that. They're great folks. Be sure to do it. One more time that number is 855-387-2932 and let's go ahead and take that mid-hour break. This is Kalen with Tusk
2: Browser and you're listening to Tim Tap on Tap In The Truth. It's good that bold capitalists with a hit Durham finally revealed what many of us already knew regarding President Trump being innocent of Russian connection drummed up by Mrs. Clinton and used by legacy media and the FBI to try to destroy the good efforts of Trump to improve our republic. Hello, I'm Ron Edwards. On today's page from the Edwards Notebook brought to you by Constitutional Grounds, the coffee you want in your cup. Along with destroying President Trump, I believe that certain corrupt political figures who allegedly had and continue to have close ties with China wanted to keep the incurably ignorant masses focused on Russia with false accusations of Trump being a puppet of Russian dictator Vladimir Putin. But in reality, while many watched Putin, NATO allies poked the bear. I believe certain political figures of both sides of the Uniparty were selling our nation out to China. Today, the brutish cartel and China exercise more authority over our southern border than the United States. Many Chinese nationals are among the throngs of young men from around the world now mooching off of our tax dollars. While many still hope Ukraine defeats Russia, I pray that we are strong enough to deal with what China is bringing. I'm Ron Edwards. See you on the next page from the Edwards Notebook. These stocks designed specifically for people who
3: haven't
0: started investing yet or don't know how to do it or haven't been trained how to do it or are worried about investing in the stock market that they've never done before. It's a robo-advisor system that really simplifies the investing process. In other words, put aside 10% of your salary each week, maybe just $100, and let it go to work in the stock market for you. And what Beanstock does is
2: basically automate that process for you. Easy to set up. You can transfer directly to your bank account and puts it into exchange-traded funds, which are baskets of many stocks, which gives you diversification. That's the whole key. The idea that you can have this done for you weekly or bi-monthly, But the most important thing is to start now and make it so that you are putting something aside for your own retirement. Beanstalks just makes it really simple to do. Constitutional Grounds, the hot air roasted coffee that produces a smoother, richer, healthier, and less acetic coffee. Our unique hot air roasted coffee has a most delicious taste that everyone is raving about. Because you want the best, Constitutional Grounds is the coffee you want in your cup. Simply go to TheRonEdwards.com and click on to the Constitutional Grounds coffee display to make your purchase Constitutional Grounds, the coffee you want in your cup.
0: So Boone's Bourbon is a high-proof, cash strength bourbon at 117 proof. We are 75 corn, 21 rye, 4 barley. And at our price point, we're beating the competition at $40 in the retail stores. Boone's Bourbon is a family-owned business out of Charleston, South Carolina, with my father, Boone. Cheers, and we hope to see you soon. You're listening to Tap into the Truth. This is Matt Fitzgibbons.
3: This is Amy Hallam.
2: This is AZ. Sharing the night together.
3: Oh, yeah. Sharing the night together.
0: We are sharing the night together And thank you so much for being here And being part of it uh, I want to give a special shout out to the folks that are also Listening on the call in the listen line The folks that are hanging out In the me chat room uh, The folks that are uh, Talking back and forth on Skype uh, All you guys glad to have you along And uh, you know Thank you for being here really no, seriously, It's Friday night there's a ton of things That you could be doing I understand that I appreciate you deciding you'd rather be here. All right, got a couple of stories I want to try to get to in the time remaining. Uh, you know, I get a little long-winded, so I'm probably only going to get to one of them, but I'm going to try. I'm at least going to mention the other one if we don't get there. But uh, here we go. We've got a Democratic New Hampshire state representative who now has officially responded to concerned parents in his district who asked him to support a parent's right bill by telling this parent, this constituent of his, to shut up. Yeah, right. Uh, the representative works for us, we the people, right? And parents' rights, especially in school – shouldn't have to have a law. But the fact that in states like New Hampshire, uh, the leftists who've taken over the school system, who decide that they're going to decide what's right or wrong, that people that in the field have been quietly saying a little more loudly, the quiet part out loud, that parents. They're not in the system. They don't understand. Uh, they, they're they not smart enough to make these decisions. They shouldn't get to have a say in policy. Yeah, yeah, okay, whatever, guys. But to literally tell someone who's just asking you to pass a bill to shut up, that's a little over the top, guys, don't you think? I mean I, I'm accustomed to at least… Politicians being smart enough to do the doublespeak and kind of say, well, thank you very much for your concern on this issue, and I'll take your your concerns into account as we move forward, kind of blah, 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 lip service, but I'm still going to do what I'm going to do kind of thing. That's just good politics, right? Telling somebody to shut up, not so good politics. Anyway, the alleged parent in uh, Hopkinson asked Representative Tommy Holt. To pass SB 272 without any amendments. Now, SB 272, it vehemently opposed – it is, I should say, vehemently opposed by teachers' unions and, of course, every leftist in the state. It's meant to establish a parent's rights to inspect any instructional material used as part of the educational curriculum for a child within – you can tell I'm quoting, right – within a reasonable period following a request. Okay, so basically if I hear a rumor that you're bringing one of these questionable – queer, positive books into my fifth-grader's classroom, and I want to see what your teaching material is, you have a reasonable amount of time, not what the teacher thinks is reasonable, not what the school principal thinks is reasonable, but what can be generally agreed upon by all parties involved as a reasonable amount of time to acknowledge the request and provide that. So that it can be inspected. If you're using it as part of the curriculum, every parent who has a child in that classroom has a right to know what's going on, whether the teacher thinks so or not, whether the principal thinks so or not, whether the superintendent of your school system thinks so or not. But once upon a time, not that long ago, every one of those people I just mentioned not only understood but stood by and would fight for the very idea that parents should be involved, parents should know what's going on in the classroom. In fact, they used to encourage it instead of discourage it like they do now. They don't want you to know about the indoctrination that's taking place. They don't want you to know exactly why it is that your kids are coming home suddenly deciding that they should have a uh, pride rainbow flag hanging up in the room when they've had no interest in it uh, the day before. Nope, can't tell you about that. You shouldn't know about that. Anyway, back to the story before I rant too long, as I'm often likely to do. So you get got this reasonable period of time following the request, right? It also is designed to exempt a minor child from immunizations if… In the opinion of a physician, that immunization is detrimental to the child or because of religious beliefs. Now, clearly this is primarily targeted at COVID vaccines, which for whatever reason, they're still not acknowledging there's no good reason to give one of these um, jabs to kids. They're just not. They've never been a major vector of transmission. The jabs don't stop transmission anyway. It's just not something that the kids need, although it is causing an awful lot of swelling of hearts, especially with young athletic people. So lots of good reasons not to do it. And there are still some religious grounds because some of this mRNA technology is derived by using fetal tissue that was acquired through – the actions of murdering pre-born baby humans. Anyway, also part of this bill, inquire of the school or school personnel, and to be truthfully and completely informed if the child is being identified or referred to by school district staff as being of a gender other than of which the child was identified or referred when enrolled. And the right to inquire of the school or school personnel and to be truthfully and completely informed if any school or school personnel are proceeding with any intervention to affirm or to provide an accommodation of a child's asserted gender identity when the student's gender identity is other than that of which the child was identified or referred when enrolled. Okay? Is there anything in here that you guys don't agree with so far? Sounds like, sounds like stuff we didn't used to have to put down in writing. Sounds like stuff we didn't used to have to have a law to set up. And sounds like stuff that we really shouldn't have to do now, but that is the world we live in. Quoting here from what the parent wrote to Hoyt. Aren't most teachers and school staff also parents? Do you believe that teachers and school staff make better parents than everyone else? Do you believe that most parents are abusive? Have the people who want you to vote against parental rights provided much more than fear to support their position? Hoyt fired back by saying, quote, Do you know why children's results are? tanked during COVID. Their parents were incompetent teachers. Do your children a favor. Let the teachers teach and shut up. You're clearly no professional. Ooh. Ooh, such a burn. Such a burn, except for the fact that he's completely ignoring the fact that the reason most results during COVID tanked is because they were attending class via Zoom meeting. that. Very few parents were actually homeschooling. It was still mostly teachers doing it. So obviously, sir, you're no professional, and you're certainly not a very good politician. And what's funny is later on, Hoyt, he confirmed that the message was accurate. He said it. He's not denying it. He's doubling down, in fact. The New Hampshire Journal asked him about it, and he said, yeah, that, I said it. Now, the bill, unfortunately, was narrowly defeated this past Thursday in the New Hampshire House by a vote of 195 to 190. Excuse me. The House Speaker, uh, a Sherman Packard, launched an investigation into tactics used by the bill's opponents after the revelation of a free plane ticket promised to fly Representative Robin Voigt democrat from portsmouth back from florida to vote on the bill saying quote we're looking into the matter and we're concerned about the appearance of impropriety sounds like more than appearance back to quoting should there be evidence of a statutory or ethical violation it will be referred to the appropriate enforcement authority uh, so don't hold your breath folks Just don't hold your breath. If you're in New Hampshire, if you're in this guy's district, you need to make sure you vote for anybody but him. You need to primary this guy because even a Democrat should know better than to talk to a constituent like that. But again, here we are in America in 2023, and when you're in America in 2023, one of the biggest things you have to be concerned about is becoming the victim of tyranny, and the best, fastest route to becoming the victim of tyranny is to give up your guns fastest way to become a victim of crime is to not have your gun on you when you need it, which is why I need to talk to you a little bit about a mistake that a lot of us gun owners make, and guess as I've already pointed out, I am guilty of this too. We'll pick out a holster that we think is really cool, that's going to work really good for the, the sidearm we want to carry, but once we try to carry it, it's so uncomfortable, oh, we try for a while, but we eventually just stop. Using it. So then, when the time comes, when the situation arrives, when we need to defend ourselves, protect our families, protect our neighbors, protect our property, which despite the best efforts, we do have a right to do that as well. Well, we've already lost that battle because we weren't prepared. And that's one of the reasons why Vanish holsters are quickly becoming one of America's favorite. Holsters. They have thousands of customers that swear that they are hands down unequivocally the most comfortable holster ever. And a lot of their customers are telling you that if you start carrying using a Vanish holster, well, then guess what, boys and girls? You'll never stop carrying. That's a pretty bold statement there. Best part of all, if you're a regular listener of the show – actually, if you just accidentally heard the show one time and hear the snippet. You can go over to VNSH.com backslash T-A-P-P and get yourself a $50 discount on a Vanish holster right now. And you're going to want to do it because the reason this so phenomenal is you can save money as well as have this most comfortable holster ever, save money because number one, it literally is designed to hold 99% of all uh, semi-automatic sidearms. You can't go wrong with it. There's not very many guns that will not fit in this holster. It's also designed to work without a tactical belt. So you don't have to spend money to get your tactical belt to use the holster. And best of all, it's designed that you can carry it in multiple positions. So, if one position is not comfortable for you, another one will be. Uh, you know, going back to that most comfortable holster ever, it's a no brainer. It's a win win win. If you are a legal gun owner and you need to legally carry, this is what you probably should be using. So, one more time, check out www.vnsh.com. Backslash T-A-P-P. Get yourself that $50 discount. Get yourself over there right now, Multitask. There's not a lot of time left in today's show, but there is enough time to complete that order and get it on its way to you. And uh, hey, what are you waiting for, guys? If you haven't already, you need to go over there. Just, Just saying. All right. We got this other story that I wanted to talk about a little bit. It's from earlier in the week. But I didn't get a chance to do the Tuesday show this week and I had intended had terrible weather, couldn't keep uh couldn't keep enough of my electronics operational long enough to to record it. Tried to do it Wednesday, got carried away with a family emergency. Thought about maybe doing a show yesterday to make up for it, and again the weather got kinda janky. And so here we are. It's Friday night. And then only two broadcasts this week. So I hope you'll forgive me on that count. But this is an older story. This would have been one of the stories I would have talked about on Tuesday. It's important even though it's in Canada because, again, a lot of what we see going on here that the the globalists try to push on us, we'll see it first in the UK or in Canada. So it's important to pay attention because they don't have the same level of protections that our constitution gives us and at least – As much as Biden and his ilk try to ignore the Constitution, at least they still occasionally pretend like it matters. Okay, so Canadian police reportedly arrested a teenager for the terrible, horrible, very no-good crime of handing out Bibles. (laughs) In fact, he handed out Bibles after an altercation broke out between uh, his Sava Canada group – and pro-transgender counter-protesters during a demonstration on Wednesday of this uh, week before last back in Calvary, Alberta. Josh Alexander, 16-year-old, was handcuffed for allegedly causing a disturbance and provoking violence because he approached the activists during an organized international walkout event – Supported by the Liberty Coalition Canada, uh, at least this is according to reporting from Rebel News, and when it comes to reporting from Canada, I trust Rebel News ahead of almost anybody else up there. I recommend mm-hmm. you do the same. Anyway, uh, quoting here <clears throat> from a tweet from Alexander. Today, I was handcuffed and put in a paddy wagon for offering students Bibles on a public sidewalk in Calgary. I was released and told if I returned, I'd be re- arrested and charged. I continued handing out Bibles, he added, for I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. Okay, we could use a little more of that. Now, Alexander also said in a separate tweet that Calgary police authorities arrested him because his views were too inflammatory. To be expressed near the Western Canadian High School, adding that some of the assailants were also charged after the event. So at least folks on both sides had to answer for the altercation. But again, all this kid did was pass out Bibles. I mean, ooh, terrible, horrible, ridiculous, even. Quoting again here, he said. I will not yield to the pressure of the woke mob or corrupt state. We will continue to spread the truth in love. Gotta love this kid. I tell you. Be real easy for a kid to get bullied by the police here. And again, the very horrible, terrible, no good crime of handing out Bibles. Maxine Brenner, leader of the People's Party of Canada condemned the Canadian authorities in a tweet accusing law enforcement of displaying a double standard of justice, saying quote, if you burn a church in this country the police won't devote any resources to catching you. If you hand out Bibles on the sidewalk however, or hold a rally to defend fundamental rights in a time of hysteria you will be arrested and fined immediately. We're a sick society. Well, I, I'm sorry, Maxine, but uh, Canada's not the only one. I wish we were providing a better example to the world. I mean there's plenty of voices out there like mine, Ron's, uh, Judge Jeanine, who you heard here earlier. Uh, a lot of great conservative voices out there that are being a good example, but our society as a whole, not so much. Now, this young man, sixteen-year-old Alexander, said that he has faced being detained, arrested, charged, suspended, excluded, threatened, and assaulted on several occasions for taking a stand against progressive ideologies infiltrating the West. Alexander organized and did a, organized the demonstration after Saint Joseph's Catholic High School. Uh, in the town of Ontario, Canada, excluded him from attending school after expressing moral and religious objections in class and on social media earlier in the year. Now, he he made a post on social media, and he was threatened to be suspended and other things. So we're going to arrest you. We're going to detain you. We're going to charge you. We're going to not let you participate in all the... Other little reindeer games we let the other kids uh, participate in. Uh, All because of a social media post. Taking it a bit far? Yeah, I think so. Now, according to the Liberty Coalition Canada, uh, their website over there, uh, such views included him stating that only two genders exist. Ooh, that's a terrible thing to say in today's age, right? Students cannot transition between male and female. Oh, my. Again, uh... Doesn't work so good on the radio, but I am doing my shocked, sarcastic face—my sarcastic, shocked face. Ooh! He also said, "Get this: that uh, boys and girls' bathrooms should remain separate." <gasps> oh no! How could you say such a terrible thing? Now, I've changed my mind about this Alexander kid. He's just a wild man and needs to be subdued. He needs to be heavily medicated and thrown in a padded room because he's a crazy guy. Definitely, he's the crazy one, right? Right? Except we know better, right? School officials, of course, suspended Alexander after organizing a student walkout to protest the steps. Alleged failure to address safety concerns for a female student, meaning they were letting some dude saying he's a chick go in the girl's bathroom. And he, along with several other students, said, nah, we, we ain't down with that. Meanwhile, local media reported that Alexander was also arrested earlier this year for trespassing, following a non-disciplinary exclusion. So he was left out of something, and he showed up anyway. He crashed their party. Alexander said that he tried to attend his automotive mechanic class because he couldn't physically get inside a vehicle while learning online. That seems reasonable to me. Doesn't that seem reasonable to you? Now, granted, if the school's closed, you shouldn't be breaking in, but he does have a point about kind of hard-to-learn auto mechanics online. Quoting again, he argued that I told the officer I should not be excluded from attending in-person classes because of religious discrimination against me. See, they were letting other students there, but I, after digging into this story a bit further, am aware that his religious exclusion had a lot to do with not being vaxed. He didn't have the jab. Anyway, last week, Alexander tweeted that Canadian authorities attempted to stop him from demonstrating against the genocide of the unborn. This guy is a regular conservative uh, warrior. He's literally the opposite of these social justice warriors, and and I'm digging it. We need more kids like that down here. I, I mean, uh, it's bad enough we have to to stand up for folks that, haven't done anything, but this guy's actually doing the thing that the lefties say is patriotic, you know. He's protesting. He's engaging in his patriotic right to protest, which of course you don't necessarily have the same thing in Canada, I'll remind everyone. I say that because he's not in the United States. But if he was down here and doing the same things, he'd be treated the same way. And it would take a lawsuit to undo the damage that would be done and practice being done against him. It's unreasonable that that's where we are at now, but it is, in fact, where we are. So the fact that this happened in Canada, once again, to our Canadian neighbors, uh, take back your country, guys. Take back your country. I'm peeking at the clock. Uh, I need to get a motion. Doug says two minutes. All right. So for the next two minutes, I'm going to talk to you about something that's even more important. How bad does it have to get before we make that change? Okay, so it's not a new topic. I've talked about this quite a bit, and that's why I feel comfortable in reiterating it again uh, with less than two minutes to do with it. In. Uh, I and several other folks that are out there – Matt Fitzgibbons has been mourning against it. Ron Edwards has been warning against it. Ann Eubelis has been warning against it. Don Smith, Ken Crow, anybody that's even just dead center, let alone right of center, has been trying to tell you for some time that economic policies that are destructive hurt everyone. International policies, foreign policies that – Disrespect our would-be allies, turn those potential allies into our non-allies, if not our enemies. These are very simple ideas, but they tend to escape the thought process of nearly every elected politician that has a D at the end of their name, the majority that have an I at the end of their name, and sadly, way too many that have an R at the end of their name. It's up to us, guys. We are America. We have to make that change. And we have to tell Doug that, guess what? This is going to be it. But before I say goodbye, remember, don't take my word for it. Definitely, definitely don't take their word for it. Be prepared to put in some effort. And most importantly, use your brain. If you really want to tap into the truth don't forget to check out our sponsors and uh watch out for each other out there guys Uh, this weekend if it's been anything like this week it's going to be a wild one watch your backs and come back and see us next week we'll be back god bless have a safe one
3: in both